You're listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. Chris and Jana are parents of three, life and business partners who share their personal development techniques so you can grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jana here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode number 58. It's actually Chris and Jonna and Ledger and probably all of our other kids. So. Yeah, probably because this is the most distracting morning we've had yet. And I'm not going to lie. This is like the third time we've tried to do this because it it's been that bad. So wish us luck. <laughs> wish us so luck. if you're listening to this, it's it works. So, okay, let's just jump in. What are we talking about today? All right. We are talking about marriage boundaries. Yeah. So we've got three uh, points, three boundaries we think are vital for you to follow to protect your marriage and honestly prevent um, infidelity. And so these are going to seem, some of these might seem like no brainers, but some of them might seem extreme to those of you who just have never been taught, taught, <laughs> taught this t- I, because I, we know plenty of people who would think or have told us like, no, I don't think that's a big deal. Right. If you love your spouse, if you trust your spouse, why would you need to implement these things? Right. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people justify, I think a lot of people justify their own, their own excitement and comfort and and kind of toe the line. And that's probably where a lot of the, a lot of the infidelity and unhealthy relationships come from, to be honest. And so these particular things are things that we are saying like, Hey, they seem obvious, but they may not be because I feel like people We'll take some of these things. If ah, hey, that's too much. I'll, 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 I'll put my swing on things. Well, here's the whole thing. It's about being proactive in protecting your marriage rather than reacting after something happens. Because once we give you these three boundaries, I think you'll see how there's no way <laughs> to experience infidelity if you're if you're following these things. Honestly, it's true. And for some people, like. You can get on Google and you can look up different articles and things like, okay, hey, boundaries in your marriage. And some people seem very extreme, but I think I think our argument is it doesn't really matter. Like you have to figure out what works for you and your spouse. Uh, And ultimately, if you guys are on the same page with saying like, yes, we want to protect our marriage, um, we just have to make sure the boundaries aren't too weak, right? Yeah. Or too controlling. I don't know. I guess it depends. Let's just jump in and then we can kind of. That sounds good. That sounds good. So number one boundary that you need to protect your marriage is no alone time with the opposite sex. That's a good one. And even though there's a lot of virtual things going on right now, just because of uh, the C-19 virus, uh, <laughs> I think I think for the most part, a lot of, a lot of people have... Uh, work lunches and um, and uh, dinners, lunches, uh, even trips sometimes with the opposite sex. And I feel like this is this is dangerous territory. It's a slippery slope. And now we're not. You can't never have a meeting. Like I know when I worked in corporate, I had to have meetings sometimes. But when you're doing that, you need to be respectful of your spouse and your marriage by making sure that meeting is open door if possible and not doesn't have to go be over drinks after work or at a nice lunch spot. I mean, I had a coworker that I got along with great that was in my department and we never 
we made sure we never went to lunch together. If we wanted to go get food, even walking and bringing food back, we would usually grab somebody else in our department, like another female or another male. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the reason is because you may say, well, I'm not attracted to my coworker or I, you know, I would never do that. It's just about protecting the, it's a slippery slope. You're opening yourself up. You can't fall into thoughts about another person or fall into maybe flirt flirtation just because you haven't spoke to another male or female in a long time. Maybe your marriage is in a stale spot and you are enjoying the tension because you don't know what their intentions are. You might be totally okay with protecting your marriage, totally in love with your spouse, but that person may not have the same morals or or boundaries as you. It's true. And something that is important to to realize for all of us is when you are at work functions and different things like that, like you're you're getting the best version of that person you're in front of, right? So for you, if so I'm a guy, if I if I was sitting there with another woman, I wouldn't talk about all of my flaws, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might because I'm like overly truthful sometimes, which True. can be exhausting for people but but honestly like i wouldn't sit there and be like yeah i'm super impatient with my kids i i i get so frustrated and hear hear all the bad things i do and yeah i fart in bed you know just like <laughs> nobody right and i wouldn't be like oh i nag my husband a ton and well that's pretty much my only flaw oh but, is it and and open the windows while the ac's on right oh my gosh right so The point is, I think I've heard people say before, and I probably would have even justified at one point, well, if we're meeting for work and the only way our conversation strays is to talking about like our family and stuff, they know we're married, there's no lines being crossed. Fair and understandable. But remember, this is about being proactive of protecting your marriage. And like Chris was just saying, you're seeing somebody at their best. And if you're having a hard time with your marriage at all, because no matter how good, like Chris and I have a great marriage, but there's plenty of things that are bad too. You know what I mean? There's pretty, plenty of times that we're in slumps and things aren't going great. So it'd be very easy for, okay, Chris is saying he's impatient with the kids. It'd be very easy for me to be out to lunch with my coworker and him just talk about his kids and all this stuff and all his positive traits. And it'd be really easy to be like, well, I wish my husband, it'd just be easy to let those thoughts were human. It'd be is. easy to let those thoughts seep in. It is. And in case you're wondering if your headphones are tripping out or whatever, in addition to all of our distractions today, uh, they're actually repaving the road right outside of our house. All of a sudden, like, like right literally now. Literally the biggest rig is right outside of our window, just repaving everything. So uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> what a day. What a day. So to recap, no alone time with the opposite sex as much as you possibly can. I know some people have to meet with their boss or whatever. Um, just you have to be very careful and respectful of boundaries. Very much so. That, that That's a good bulletproof point. Next point is, and this is a big one, nothing is off limits. And that means phone, email, social media accounts, and the conversations. Yeah. If you have... If you are frustrated or annoyed, if if you know your your spouse wants to see your phone or see any of the personal things you have going on, you clearly have something to. If hide. you have passwords on your phone or on your social media accounts or your email or any of that that your spouse does not know, mm-hmm. 
there's a problem. And look, I think there's people who'd be like, oh, but they should just trust me and, you know, autonomy and like, I still want to be my own person and blah, blah, blah. And what is, I think you have to look at your heart and what that comes down to. Is it about your pride or do you have mm. something to hide? It's true. Pride gets everybody in this area. I feel like so many people are like, well, that's stupid. I shouldn't have to. Like, no, dude, when you signed up for this marriage, you realize like you are one. It is what it is. I tr- trust me. Trust me. That that was hard for me to uh, hard for me to grasp early in our marriage. I was going to say, we should go back because yeah. there was a time where you told me I didn't need to look at your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But did, but but was it pride? I mean, cause you didn't, I think it kind of was pride because again, we only see like, we only can guess how to react based on how we see other people react in their marriages and stuff. And so at the time I didn't really have any amazing marriages to look up to, to be honest. And so for that reason, I think, I think I just thought, Oh, well, this is my right of passage. Well, I think you said, I remember you feeling like it was offensive for me to look at your phone. Yeah. You're like, I have nothing to hide. Like I'm doing my best to be faithful. I'm so much better than all the jerks you dated before right. you, you got really, which it came down to pride. You got really offended yes. that I would even want to look at your phone. And I, because of the past that I had, I felt like, well, I need to just make sure, like, I just want to be sure. And because at the time I had had fallen into that work conversation where, so like, again, if you've heard any of our podcasts, I've talked about before where I did not protect our boundaries. I thought it was okay to meet with my coworker, a different coworker and um, talk about our families. But then it turned into just talking too much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and in addition to that, I wasn't giving you what you needed. And so it was really easy for you to justify that. Like, well, like Chris isn't paying attention. To right. Me. This person like wanted to actually have conversation with me. And it was, again, it was never, it was never an appropriate conversation, but the amount we were chatting was too much. And it was easy. It was easy to see how that could have fallen down the wrong path. And my whole point in bringing that up is I think because I knew I was talking to somebody else all the time about work, about their family, whatever. Um, I was curious, you know, well, Who's Chris talking to? Because we are clearly not talking to each other. Right. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. I think you have to look at that too. Your intentions behind either wanting to protect your privacy or wanting to, why would you want to seek it out? Because you've been hurt before or because you're doing something you shouldn't be. It's true. Nothing, nothing should be off limits nothing and i think it's a good point to bring up when we talk about nothing should be off limits um that from a conversation perspective you get closer right you get closer if you can talk about all of the uncomfortable things like having a conversation about you know satisfaction in your satisfaction or unsatisfaction in your sex life or in your finances or satisfaction dissatisfaction right like all all of these all of these areas that we want to kind of just leave this big elephant in the room if we talk about those things we become connected more connected to our spouse and i think i think that definitely creates a bulletproof um i don't know element to a marriage yeah and even talking about i think that it just opens up your trust more like i i truly don't believe you can have a fulfilled marriage or like we want to say an unshakable marriage without full transparency of everything because you have to know without a doubt that you don't have to question your spouse whenever they tell you something or whenever they 
just anything like they it it's so good to know that there's nothing off limits in our marriage right and i would go as far to say if you can have those conversations and let and we we can let our spouses understand us and know us and connect with us on that level like john has probably asked me mm, one time in the past like 4 years to look at my phone right if that yeah, I don't even think. But before that, it was like a constant. Thing. I mean, I don't ask. I can pick up your phone anytime right. I want, yeah. and I. No but thing. I might glance at it, and then that's it. Like I don't ever, yeah. I don't feel the need anymore. Yeah. Like, and I don't worry about sometimes it. she'll make the funny passive passive uh, comments where if somebody messages me on Facebook and it's girl, who's that? Like I can't tell if she's kidding or if she's serious. But <laughs> regardless, I'm gonna be like, oh, it's, well, so and so. Because I sometimes I'm not gonna be like Tom. <laughs> because <laughs> I sometimes. On. Because I sometimes post for Chris's Instagram, I have his Instagram, like I get his notifications on my phone. And if you're referring to a girl the other day, messaged him and it was just all I could see that popped up on the notification was a heart. I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> all right. But obviously it was nothing and I was able to look at it. She yeah. And something. we didn't even set our Instagram accounts up together. And I know you get all of my DMs and stuff like that. I don't care. It's fine. I don't, if you if you want to delete that because you don't want them. OK, that's cool. No, if, I don't if care. you want. Yeah. Like. But that's only because. Nothing we, is off limits. Yes, because there would have been a time where that would have bothered me really badly because I wasn't secure. I'm secure now because we've gone through these tough things and because we, we have seen how we need to protect our marriage. You know, I would even go as far to say if you have had any problems um, just with infidelity or conversations or just any questioning about the appropriateness of you or your spouse, I would say there's some social media things that need to be off limits. I don't think you need Snapchat if that is an area that you're worried about because let's face it, you can hide a lot of things on Snapchat. And I know, oh, can you, I know oh, Ledger's burped right in the mic. I know, I know of couples who have Snapchat and have had or have inappropriate conversations with the opposite sex because you don't it's it's just disappears. Yeah, I guess I guess you can hide it. I don't I don't do Snapchat. It's kind of annoying to me. It's annoying to you. I own, pretty much only have Snapchat because me and my sister send each other stupid stuff all day. <laughs> that's yeah. but again, I think that that's something. I just I feel like there's couples right probably that are listening right now that the wife would be like, yeah, if if I told my husband to delete his Snapchat, like he would get mad. He would be defensive. He would be like, oh, you're trying to control me. And I think at the end of the day, you have to just talk to yourself. Think to yourself, okay, is this your pride? Or what is in your heart that you don't want to give that up? You know what I mean? It's true. Because there should be no problem either showing it or getting rid of it if that's what would make your spouse comfortable. Right. Because you don't always, I mean, you don't always control what people send you. I have a friend who guys respond to her stuff all the time and message her things. And like, even if she doesn't respond, they're still sending that. And I still think mm -hmm. it, it can, it's a slippery slope. It's, it's, you have to be reactive when you have stuff like that because you're opening your mind. You have to be proactive. Yes. No, I'm saying when you have that up, you're being oh, reactive. Right. Somebody sends you an inappropriate picture. Like, Oh, this person I went to high school with, they just sent me something. You click on it. Like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to look at that. Right. And it just, it just opens up your mind. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think I think something else when it comes to when it comes to these boundaries is uh, you feel restricted, but what's funny is if you have nothing to hide, 
it's kind of like the person who is, uh, let's say, let's say Jonna wants to look at, at my phone, right? If I say no, she wants to look at it more, right? right. <laughs> but if I completely open that up, I'm like, hey, yeah, just do do your thing. Like, she doesn't care. And I'm so much more trusting. I don't even need right? to look at it then. Yeah. So it's almost like you can solve this problem so fast by just being like, hey, let, let's just kind of open up our phones and like our accounts. Like, you're free to look at whatever. Here are my passwords whatever like just leave it at that you don't even have to have a big conversation about this really i think you can just be like hey things are crazy right now i'm not saying anything's wrong with me i'm just saying like let's just be totally open about this stuff and feel free to check in anything it doesn't matter i don't have anything to hide i almost think that that's a good thing to do to have a check-in to make sure that no lines are starting to be no boundaries are starting to be crossed because we're living in weird times right now. We're living in very weird times right now. I'm sure people who have been locked up together, who are used to working in an office and getting out of each other's face are struggling. Um, there's so much more temptation on your phone because you're having to do everything from your phone or computer right now. Like this is weird times. Yeah. And, and, and this leads into our next point during these crazy times, these these uh, these websites, these porn sites, all, all all of these people are realizing how crazy these times are, and so they're making things more accessible. They're making things totally free. capitalizing. They on are totally the virtual exactly, life we have to live right now. They absolutely are, and so that leads us to our third point. So number three, the third boundary is protect your eyes and your mind. And I know there's so many people who are gonna who are going to argue with this one because I've, I've heard it. I've heard people we personally know that are like, eh, it's not a big deal. So what we mean by protecting your eyes and your mind are things like, like Chris just said, pornography. And if you, I don't know what episode it is, but we did a whole episode on pornography and the dangers of it with porn. So go back probably 10 episodes or so. Yeah. Um, fantasies. Your mind is so powerful. So this really does include even like imagining intimacy or any, I should just say sex, imagining sex or anything with another person, any kind of fantasy that does not involve your spouse and even just checking people out. It's such, it's so common, especially in movies and crap, but in real life to see men, especially be like, Oh, like check this chick out. Oh, did you see her tits? Like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But also it seems like it's really accepted for women to do that. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a total double standard and maybe could go into the whole conversation about, well, men are visual. And it is true that like, if I, if I, this is a conversation Chris and I have had before in the past. Like if I were like, Oh yeah, that guy's attractive. My kind, my mind usually just ends there. Like, Oh yeah, he's attractive. Not, I want to bang him. But like a lot of men, I feel like because they're visual, like that's where their mind goes whenever they're checking out a woman and her assets. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Um, I agree with you on that. I think I think a very slippery slope when it comes to this is maybe maybe there are relationships out there, and I know there are, where the guy or the girl find it attractive for those lines to be crossed, which is interesting. Whether it's like, okay, cool, like hey, thrill. We're, yeah, we're both cool with porn, or like, no, 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 it's it's okay if you kind of cross that line with with that guy or with that girl and stuff, which that's pretty extreme, right? Um, I think I think that's a really dangerous place to be. And usually it comes because they, they've 
crossed the threshold of, you know, pornography is not enough and, and thing, things are getting more extreme. Well, pornography makes it, I think depending on how much you get into it, especially it makes your normal sex life feel still. You're used to that, right. that dopamine rush, that fantasy life. And you want to bring that into the bedroom, but that's not how sex was intended to be. Exactly. And then from a fantasy perspective, I think I've mentioned this several times and I'll mention it again. It's like, look, like if, if you are pleasuring yourself, you have to understand that like, your mind cannot go anywhere else. It can't because, because, oh, geez, I think it's in the Bible, but like literally thoughts become actions, right? Like every action starts with a thought, mm -hmm. you know, every idea you have, it starts in your head, right? Everything starts in our head. And so when, when we talk about protecting ourselves from a fantasy perspective, I know, I know it's natural for everyone. Well, you know, I want the novelty in my brain, whether it's self-pleasure or fantasies or whatever, but you can't cross that. You truly can't cross Again, that. it sounds like somebody could be like, oh, that's extreme, but it's about being proactive. If you're constantly imagining other people or other situations, it, it just opens up the door for those things to happen and you cross the boundary. Again, going back to the first point, if you are constantly imagining other people or or what, what you just said, right? If you're constantly imagining those things, you have to realize like you're not living with that person. You're, right. you're not living a normal life with that person. So all you're associating is sex or, or what you're getting out of that instead of a real true connection with the spouse you have, or you have the good, you have the bad, you have the knowing, you have the gross, all that. Which then also causes dissatisfaction whenever you and your spouse Could. are intimate because it's not as thrilling as what you've been thinking about maybe. And it's now true. we're not saying you can't get exciting in the bedroom with your spouse, Oh heck yeah! but, <laughs> but it does not need to include outside people, whether in your mind or, or for real on the TV or for real. Yeah. If those things are happening, I think it's just kind of one of those, like uh, it's, it's a slippery slope and it's a dangerous place to be. And I think we can say that with confidence. Oh, 100%. So I just was thinking about the whole checking out part though, because I will never forget. Um, I was having a work lunch with a couple of people I worked with and I mentioned, I remember mentioning that you did not openly check out other women and you did not talk about other women and stuff like to your friends and, or like send pictures or memes or whatever. And the two guys that I was with, like started laughing. They're like right. ridiculous. They're like, right. you're, you're, they made me feel so stupid. They're like you're totally being fooled. Right. All men do this. Right. You're, he's absolutely checking out. Not that you've never looked at another woman, obviously, sure. but you have always prided yourself and yes. trying to be very careful about not letting your mind go there because when we first got married, Chris was a personal trainer working in a gym training women who a lot of times would probably be, I mean, I always imagined like models in little <laughs> sports bras and yoga pants. I'm sure it wasn't the case all the time right. here in the Midwest. That sounds terrible. I didn't mean that like that. I just oh, mean wow. like, no, I just mean like in California, I feel like everybody in California is like, well, yeah, they're all fake Barbies like that. Yeah. So if Chris, you're a fake Barbie, sorry, Chris was working <laughs> in the gym. Oh, okay. Ledger personal training. And I was working in professional sports. So I was surrounded by more males than females and it just would have been so easy to let those lines be crossed because again, you're seeing people at their best. I mean, 
actually when people aren't working out, they're not at their best, but you're seeing their full physique usually. And you're up close and personal with them and you're personally training them. So you're having to have conversations, you're working with other women, whatever. I was working with men that were, you know, in suits or even around the players. So, um, it was really interesting to have that conversation and just them be just like, no, absolutely not. All men do this. Boys will be boys mentality. Yeah. But I think a lot of that for me, excuse me, a lot of that for me stems from the, the pain and history I had with like pornography and stuff like that. So for me, I look at that and I'm like, okay, I can't even let myself go close to that. And going close to that is my mind going off of my wife. And so if my mind goes off my wife, it goes to anybody else. It's not right. It's not right. And so although my own selfish desires want to take over, it's it's not okay. Right. So a thought just popped in my head. All of a lot of what we're talking about definitely has Christian morals, values based here. So I would morals come from Western Christianity. Right. I was gonna say, I would argue though, that even if you're not a Christian, because a lot of this is biblical, like a lot of it is like protecting your eyes and your mind and all of that is very biblical. Um, But even if you're not a Christian, I guess I just got to ask if this uh, bothers you or if it's something that you don't want to give up or, you know, your spouse wouldn't want to give up, or if you're totally okay with these things, I think you need to ask yourself why. In all yeah. circumstances, if your spouse that's like, well, my significant other has always done work lunches with his coworker, like she's his best friend or whatever, like, and you trust him, that's fine if you trust him. But I think you still have to question, is this the best thing for your marriage? Can boundaries be crossed? Have boundaries be- been crossed? And why do you think it's okay, basically, you know? Yeah, I think those are good. Or if you're the spouse that's doing these things ask why you would want to argue for them. Why do you want to fight for your privacy from your spouse? Yeah. Good points. I like it. Do you like it? Solid. So I want to make it clear that what we're saying here is not just some frou-frou. We have a perfect marriage. This is why I've done like we've, we've broken these things before and it affected us negatively. Very poorly. Yeah. So I think that's why we're so passionate about the importance of just, like I said, being proactive, protecting your marriage before you have to react to a situation. Because let's just face it. If you're not spending alone time with the opposite sex, can you cheat physically? You cannot. Okay. If you are, if your spouse has full access to your phone, to your social media accounts, if you're having open conversations with each other, can you have an inappropriate or talk to somebody too much. I mean, with that, I mean, it is way less likely. I say you, you are you you're can, decreasing your chances. You can still do it, but if your spouse sees it, like you know, well, you're creating a much harder path to that bad behavior. Right. Again, unless you have secret apps or something. It's true. You know what? I'm just going to call people out. There is an app out there. Ooh, what We've is heard it? it's called WhatsApp. Wait, let me download it. Oh, 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 people yeah. can have. Oh yeah, what's up? Yeah, uh-huh. people can have inappropriate and hidden. You're calling people out, and you're giving people ideas oh, at the same time. <laughs> well, I'm just letting you know if your spouse has WhatsApp. I've heard many people who have. I'm in. I'm in wedding. I'm in wedding. I'm in. Mar- I'm wow. in marriage. Freaking wife, mom groups. Gosh, I can't think. I'm in a lot of those where women come on and say, "Oh my gosh, 
oh my gosh, I just found this app on my husband's phone, WhatsApp. Apparently you can delete all the conversations, have really inappropriate, like it, you can have hidden relationship and within it. So that's another one like Snapchat that if you have any problems or any questions with, regarding trust in your relationship, I think you should make sure that you guys don't have that easy yes. access to a private conversation. It's true. And much of this stems from just pure selfishness. So I think it's safe to say that if you feel like you are prone to being selfish or your spouse is more on the selfish side, these are things to look for. Truly. Not that not that you're going to sit here and like nitpick, but it's a conversation right. that maybe needs to be had about right. like sitting down with your spouse and saying, Hey, do we have boundaries in our marriage? What, you know, maybe I just listened to this podcast. Here's the boundaries. They say, like, what do you think? And create your own and talk about the importance of them or talk about maybe, maybe you didn't know, maybe you never thought about the the whole opposite sex thing. You didn't think it was a big deal because, and everyone around you does it. Like maybe now that we've had this conversation with you and you hear, you know, okay, maybe I am opening myself up to a slippery slope here. I need to talk to my spouse. You know what I mean? Like this isn't something that we're saying like judging, like you should know better because you might just not have thought about the fact that it opens up right. possibilities. Experience is the best teacher and never trust a leader without a limp. Right. And we have the limp. We got a limp. Uh, Chris, I got a question because I feel like, Hit me on the spot. I do. I am. I just, I feel like there's a good chance that there's some wives listening to this. And I feel like a lot of times it's the husbands that don't want their phones looked through. I, I could be totally wrong here, but. I feel like pride is more prone pride, than males. Yeah. That's what I mean. Um, it's, so say they there's. They don't want to unveil the emotional curtain. May, yeah, maybe that's it. So say there's some um, a woman listening right now and she's like, I totally agree with these, but my husband does do either one, two, or three something on this list, but I want to talk to him. And I know we have got uncomfortable conversations um, episode number, is that like three or something? Four, five, yeah. ten? I don't um, know. One of I the first ten. I feel like maybe, maybe I would, maybe I would approach, I would want to be approached with like, hey, you know, I don't know what type of boundaries we have right now. Like what line do you think is like appropriate for us? Like kind of let them set the line and then you can work backwards. And be like, eh, I don't think that's okay. And here's why. Uh, but instead of saying, here's a line we should set, you just go like, what's crossing the line to you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So ask that question. Like what is crossing the line to you? And that way it's like totally fair game. It's like, yeah, for me, it's, I wouldn't like if you did this. Like, okay, cool. So, so you also wouldn't do that, right? You know, and then, and then, and then you can kind of work backwards. I just think not all spouses are open to having that kind of conversation, especially if it's not something, if they don't normally communicate about deep things. You know what I mean? This they might just be like, what? What are you talking about? Where does this come from? Like, yeah. no, you don't. You know, you can't have my phone. Like, well. I'm not saying walk up to him and say, "Hey, what's the line?" That's why I said boundaries. Have- this is this is like a date night conversation. This is this is you don't think so? No, I do. I do, but I think that if this is a problem, that usually people who are struggling in their marriage aren't having date nights and stuff. So, right. Hmm. I'm just trying to think about the spouse who's husband i'm just thinking because i'm the wife the husband might be doing something like this and maybe it is sketchy and they're like well 
I want to, I want to have this conversation, but you know that they were going to get defensive just like you who didn't have stuff to hide, got defensive at first when I would want to look at your phone. I, I, I don't like, I don't like to be around the bush and I feel like most guys don't like to be around the bush. And so I think my approach in saying that is once you've kind of softened your way into the conversation, which I guess you would, you would know how to do that. But once you soften your way into the conversation, I would, I would want you to just ask me, Hey, like, what do you think's crossing the line? That way it's totally open to interpretation and I don't feel attacked. I don't feel any of that stuff. Right. But you just simply ask the question. Okay. And then if the spouse does not want to give access to social media or phones or anything, I think that's a huge red flag. It's a huge red flag. Personally, it's a huge red flag. And if they're like, if they don't get it and you don't know how to go from there, I don't know. Maybe just have them listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, honestly, yeah. Because, again, you need to question your own, either your pride, your ego, or your motives if that's mm-hmm. something you're offended by. And I have encountered specific people who have had affairs and they wanted to be caught. Like they wanted this to end um, or they wanted this unhealthy relationship to end, even though they didn't think they did. It was definitely something that was like a burden on them. And so, you know, I know if I, if I, God forbid, fell back into like pornography or anything like that. And John asked me, Hey, are you doing this? I would be like, this is hard to say, but like, yes, you know, but I, I know I would feel relieved. Like, Oh God, thank you. I'm well, we've finally- been there. <laughs> Right. We've, we've been there because we've right. had the conversation, because we've got the transparency. Sometimes I will randomly bombard Chris, not because I want to nag him or anything, but because I want to help keep him accountable and check in with him. Because, you know, for instance, last weekend, me and the girls, or I have to say the kids now, the mm-hmm. girls and boy, oh, yeah, we went out of town for the weekend. And Chris was here alone. And you know what? We're five weeks postpartum. So sex life ain't there right now. Um, so it was a time that could have been a perfect opportunity for Chris to fall back into other ways. And so I checked in, I got home like, Hey, is everything good? He's proud to tell me. Yes. So it's, it's like you said, it was almost, it's like a relief to know that I'm going to ask because I know that you had struggled years ago. Yes. And being asked, if you are on the right track, being asked in that way, like, hey, you good? Just just want to make sure also helps me affirm to myself, yes, I am good. Like, I'm being honest and I can say I'm good. And that just, like, strengthens my ability to continue to stay away um, when you ask me. Yeah. So, so. so there are positives to it. Um, I think at the end of the day, if you are so uncomfortable to have this conversation with your spouse, that I believe there's a lot more behind that. A, well, lot, a lot more behind that. There's of, a good chance that yeah. you have a fear that you're going to find out stuff you don't want to know. Ooh, that's true. I feel like that's probably why a lot of things get avoided because you you might have a gut feeling that he or she is practicing any of these that would make you uncomfortable and you know it's going to be painful to find out because... It's true. It's true. And I think the, the last thing I'll say is... What's hard is let's 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 take a scenario where the wife goes to the husband and says, Hey, are you doing these things? And like 
he feels like, dude, yeah, you're giving me nothing, right? And so it, it's not a reason to, but it, it's an easy way to justify it, right? Like truthfully, I don't really know how many how many people um, who, who are engaging in these things who are super happy with their with their sex life, with their with their connection, with their communication, their teamwork, all that stuff. Like it's almost like if you if we don't have those things dialed in. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're putting ourselves at risk. Not that it's our fault, but I'm just saying when you go to someone, they're likely being deprived of something. Yeah, which again which is, is what, which is why they would do that. Yeah, but again, it's not the other person's fault that that person made their mistakes. It just makes sense that if you guys are communicating, if you are taking care of each other's needs, that there would be no reason, usually, usually. unless somebody's just an absolute selfish, narcissistic, sex addict, yeah, which there are those out there. Sure, there there would not be a reason to fall into it. Which I mean, again, we're talking out of experience here because when we weren't giving each other what we needed, that is when we fell into things that we shouldn't have fallen into. Right. And now that we are a team and we we are so transparent and whatever, like neither one of us, I don't think, have felt the need to to do any of these things or care about mm-hmm. any of them. I don't want that drama. <laughs> I don't want, well, actually I was telling Chris just another side note this past weekend when I was, uh, I was at the lake at my grandma's house in the cove uh, right next door. There were some younger people, probably college kids that were just partying and boating all day and like stuff that I in the past would have enjoyed doing. And I'm in like, I'm postpartum. I was in a bathing suit and in the past I would have cared about those people over there like the younger guys or girls seeing me in my bathing suit or caring about anything i don't know why i would care about it but i, I don't even know what i'm talking about but the point is i don't care anymore because i'm right. content i don't know whatever right no yeah it makes sense it makes sense so so cool, man. run a recap recap yes number one no alone time with the opposite sex number two nothing off limits including phone email social conversations and then in comfortable conversations with each other. And then number three, protect your eyes 